Man Show. Hope you had a fantastic weekend in the wild and wacky world of sports and beyond. We have some fun in store for you today, including a platform that allows for your statewide phone calls. On Fridays, we call it Free For All Friday. On Mondays, we call it Best and Worst of the Weekend. We do have plenty to celebrate in our backyard and nationally and even internationally. There are plenty licking their wounds after the sports weekend that was. We ask you what was the best thing you saw anywhere in the sports universe since we were last together and what made it that. My inbox is filled with NFL, college football, NBA, NHL, NASCAR, and other examples for best of the weekend. We have a glass half full statewide audience here at the David Glenn Show. Not as many nominees for worst of the weekend, although it was a truly embarrassing one for NC State football, among others. They were shellacked, crushed, dominated at Wake Forest to an historic degree. More on those details. The Wolfpack wasn't the only team suffering a disappointing loss. In the NFL, Washington and Cleveland and Chicago, the New York Jets. The Bengals didn't even play, but they're another worst of the weekend. Why? Now they're the only team that hasn't won since the Dolphins got a victory this weekend. App State last Thursday night, UNC fell this weekend against UVA in an important ACC Coastal matchup. ECU came close against the nationally ranked Cincinnati team at home before falling to the Bearcats. Virginia Tech came close on the road at nationally ranked Notre Dame before falling as well. We had a great time at Elon this weekend. We are back from the big tailgate tour stop there. Shout out to Tony Trishiani and his wife Julie, the Moss family, the Elon 7 a.m. tailgate guys who won another tailgate of the week honor. That's old hat for them. They are another candidate for tailgate of the year. Thanks to our friends at Continental Tire. Some of them showed up personally as the title sponsor of the David Glenn Show and our big tailgate tour at Elon. We did not get the win, so our streak has ended. But a lot of fun with the folks from Wilson Tire Pros, uh, Taylor Durham, Voice of the Phoenix, and a whole lot of others that we enjoyed hanging out with before, during, and or after the game. More college football with your best and worst of the weekend. There was great news for the Panthers on the field, 30-20 to 20 over the Tennessee Titans, and it was really even more dominating a victory than that. It was 17 to nothing at the half. I mean, Luke Keekley did his thing. Shaq Thompson did his thing. Eric Reed did his thing. Before his injury, James Bradbury did his thing. How about a little Colin Jones fake punt? He said he's been waiting almost a decade for the chance to call his own number on a fake punt. A little riverboat Ron Rivera sighting. Green lighting that fourth and four from his own 36 in the second half when things started to get a little hairier. On the field, as it was course, the Panthers with, with a best of the weekend victory, 30-20 to 20 was the final. Five and three at the midpoint of the regular season is the Panthers' record. That does put you squarely in the NFC playoff picture. And hats off to maybe the leading vote-getter in my inbox this weekend, Christian McCaffrey, Panthers running back, who actually had a whole bunch of members of the Carolina Hurricanes hockey team not only show up to root on the Panthers at Bank of America Stadium as they beat the Titans yesterday, but they were almost all, all the dudes that I saw that I recognized as Carolina Hurricanes players, 
we're wearing number 22 jerseys in honor of Christian McCaffrey. Now, Tom Dundon, the owner of the Canes, kind of exchanging a favor, I guess. David Tepper, owner of the Panthers, was in the house last year at PNC Arena as the Canes went on their amazing, thrilling playoff run. So I saw Tom Dundon there dressed as his usual self, the jeans, the Canes pullover, etc. Almost all the players, the Canes players, were wearing number two, 22 jerseys. McCaffrey actually laughed when he started signing them. He just signed on the 22 for one Canes player, and then he looked at the next guy, and he was also wearing 22 and just turned around, and Christian picks the spot you know, on the number that's white where his Sharpie is going to work, and then the next guy was 22, and he just looked up and he said, man, there's a whole bunch of me's here right now. McCaffrey, 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 McCaffrey. We're actually going to have one of those Canes players dropping by. We often have Panthers players dropping by as well. Today, the play-by-play -play voice of the Carolina Panthers and old friend Mick Mixon will be dropping by. We'll talk about the 5-3 and three record. We'll talk about the win over the Titans. We'll talk about a challenging second-half schedule. We certainly will toast Christian McCaffrey, who, if you did not know, he had 166 total yards and three touchdowns against a Titans defense that entered this weekend top five in the NFL in the scoring defense numbers. So McCaffrey is hearing MVP, MVP chance at Bank of America Stadium, and deservedly so. I did a little straw poll of all my favorite NFL writers, and whereas McCaffrey is not getting many, if any, MVP votes at midseason, he is the leading vote-getter for the NFL's Offensive Player of the Year, and deservedly so. In case you're wondering, guys like Russell Wilson of the Seahawks, not only a best of the weekend, the former Wolfpack star, but probably your leading candidate for MVP. They beat, the Seahawks did, Tampa in overtime. Russell had five touchdown passes and zero interceptions. He is having one of the best seasons of his illustrious career, college or pro. And Seattle is dangerous again, in large part because of Russell Wilson. Others are getting votes as well. I mean, Lamar Jackson, best of the weekend. Ravens over the previously unbeaten New England Patriots. There's a lot of love to spread around to a lot of teams and coaches and star players. Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey leads the NFL with 1,244 total yards, leads the NFL with 13 touchdowns. And get this, in the history of the NFL, there are only six players who have had more yards from scrimmage through the first eight games of any regular season than what Christian McCaffrey has right now. And those players include Hall of Famers such as Jim Brown and Marshall Falk and Terrell Davis. I mean, that's really, really rarefied air. That's fantastic company. He is your midseason NFL Offensive Player of the Year. So hats off to the Panthers generally, Christian McCaffrey specifically. Those defensive players set the tone in honor of Mario Addison, who's dealing with the death of his brother uh, and was not available for the Panthers, understandably, this weekend, given that personal uh, crisis. They gave a game ball to Mario Addison in abstentia, good SAT phrase, uh, after that win over the Titans. More on those stories. And the Marty Party, that's Jordan Martinook, Jordan Martinook, one of the Canes players, alternate captain this year, who was in Charlotte helping cheer the Panthers on to victory. The Marty Party never really stops. The hockey part of it, he had surgery last month on a core muscle after an injury somewhere in there 
where hockey players tend to be really tight, abdominally and otherwise. Core muscle injury followed by surgery has him on the hockey shelf for a while. But clearly the Marty party never ends. Jordan Martinook will drop by later this hour. We'll talk hockey. We'll talk football. We'll talk Halloween. We'll talk Christian McCaffrey. We'll have some fun with the Marty party as he joins us live in about 20 minutes. Mick Mixon will drop by second hour, and we will take your calls best and worst of the weekend and otherwise at 1-800-849-2761. Beyond a lot of NFL and college football on the field, best and worst of the weekends, one of the highlights just in terms of the size of the headline and the impact on that corner of the sports universe, Florida State, I'm sure most of you know by now, has fired Coach Willie Taggart. That is a program that won two national titles under Bobby Bowden. And then even after a passing of the baton, remember, Jimbo Fisher, the successor to Coach Bowden, Jimbo Fisher, it was only six years ago that Jimbo Fisher led the Seminoles to the national championship. When you are in that rarefied air, teams that have won, let's say, what's intern Will, like 20 years old, 21 years old, 23 years old, 22 years old, in that neighborhood somewhere. That's right, he's old enough to have a beer with me. I respect that as we run around on the big tailgate tour and otherwise, legally, I'll add. In Will's lifetime, there are only about half a dozen college football programs that have multiple national titles. So you all know Alabama is on that list. I've heard they're doing pretty well again. Clemson is on that list. I've heard they're doing pretty well again. In fact, when you look forward to tomorrow night's college football committee, not the coaches, not the AP media poll, the committee for the first time in this season will put out their rankings. There's still seven unbeatens in major college football. So we'll see how the pecking order goes in the eyes of the committee, not nearly as important now, just for fun and as talking points right now, gets really important come early December because they decide who gets which four get in to the college football playoff. Well, who else has had multiple national titles in college football in, say, say Will's young lifetime? You got Alabama, you got Clemson, you have Ohio State. I've heard the Buckeyes are doing well again, even after losing Urban Meyer. You have LSU. Oh, they're another of the undefeated teams again this year. You have Florida, which is not in that picture. Shout out to the Bulldogs of Georgia for beating the Gators this weekend. One of the more impressive. Wake Forest and J Jamie Newman, UVA over UNC, among the other best of the weekend college football victories. But think about that. That's your neighborhood. Multiple national titles in the last 20 years or so. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and LSU are not only still doing well as members of that club, they're one, two, three, and four in tomorrow night's playoff committee ranking. Seriously, whatever order we can debate, but they will be your top four, period. The only other two members of that club would be the Florida Gators, who, remember, lost to Georgia, but they were number six in the nation. Like, Dan Mullen's a heck of a coach at Florida. They feel good about where they are, even though they were disappointed to lose in Jacksonville to the rival Bulldogs. FSU's the only other member of that club. And they're not only falling way short of the five pictures I just described, they missed a bowl last year in season one of Willie Taggart. They may miss another one this year. Willie Taggart has been fired. The buyout money is in the $18 million range. I believe that is the largest in the history of college sports. And remember, that's just to make Willie Taggart go away. You owe a few more million just to fire all the assistant coaches. 
and that's before you hire the new head coach and his staff. That is an expensive pulling of the trigger. But some in Tallahassee say it might have been even more expensive given the apathy around Florida State football. Uh, it might have been more expensive if you crunch the numbers to keep Willie Taggart for what would have been a year three next year. My thoughts on that transaction, your best and worst of the weekend on the other side. The Marty Party, Kane's alternate captain, Jordan Martinook, on football, hockey, and other things, live in about 15 minutes. Mick Mixon, play-by-play voice of the Panthers. Cam Newton got bad news from a foot specialist this weekend. Surgery, surgery is not recommended, but the recovery timetable likely puts Cam Newton out until at least Thanksgiving. That makes the quarterback derby dynamic even more intriguing for David Tepper and the Panthers, who, of course, want to make a decision on the longer-term future of Cam Newton by the end of the current season. He is under contract for one more year, but they would like to decide whether or not he's going to remain the face of the franchise offensively. Bad news from the foot specialist. Another, more on that update a little bit later. NC State, the leading vote-getter for worst of the weekend. Football votes all over the place for best of the weekend, college, pro, and otherwise. Kawhi Leonard, Chris Clemens, LeBron James, Kevin Harvick, among the other best of the weekends. Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Christian McCaffrey, Sean McDermott, and many more. And if you're a college basketball fan, as I am, you might just be cheering the return of college hoops. It's been back in the form of Late Night with Roy, and Coach K's annual event, Coach Keats at NC State, starting tomorrow night, it's officially back with regular season action, including a you-don't-want-to-miss-it doubleheader at Madison Square Garden. Number one, Michigan State against number two, Kentucky, and number three, Kansas against the number four, Duke Blue Devils. Louisville and Miami, Georgia Tech visits NC State among the games, the other games tomorrow night as well. Carolina hosts Notre Dame on Wednesday. Tony Bennett and UVA visit the Hall of Famer Jim Beheim in Syracuse also on Wednesday night. So college basketball really starts with a bang over these next three days starting tomorrow night. Jordan Martinook, live this hour. Mick Mixon, live next hour. Your phone calls right now and more of my best and worst of the weekend that was. You can join us by dialing 1-800-849-2761. You have a question about Florida State and where the Seminoles are going for their next coach. Some of you think Willie Taggart was treated unfairly, fired even before the end of his second year with the Seminoles. What was the best thing you saw and why? What was the worst thing you saw and why? Anywhere in the sports universe, dial us up with your Vote your question, your comment, or complaint, 1-800-849-2761. That's how you can join this Marty Party edition of the program next on The David Glenn Show. Mike Lupica, welcome back to The David Glenn Show. Sports used to be called the toy department, and I said, look at the political scene, and, and, and tell me that's any more real or, or more serious than what we see when people say, oh, stick to sports. Well, who passed that law? You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Throwing to the end zone. Touchdown, Curtis Samuel. McCaffrey, touchdown. Lewis gets the handoff, lost the football. It's on the ground and picked up by the Carolina Panthers. McCaffrey right up the middle. And he is gone for the touchdown. 58 yards. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Best and Worst of the Weekend. We are coming to your calls now. We do have two great guests later. A little Marty party. Jordan Martinook of the Carolina Hurricanes 
was joined by the Canes owner, Tom Dundon, and a whole bunch of Marty's teammates. They supported the team you just heard celebrated there. That was the voice of Greg Gumbel calling the Panthers 30-20 victory over the Tennessee Titans. It was even more dominating than that. 17-0 Panthers at the half. Christian McCaffrey continues to put up seriously. This is not an exaggeration. Some of the best single-season running back numbers in the history of the National Football League, the MVP chants were all over Bank of America Stadium. Most importantly, the Panthers of Ron Rivera got another win. They're 5-3 and three at the midpoint of the regular season. They're in the NFC playoff picture. The bad news, of course, Cam Newton got that from the foot specialist he visited in Green Bay over the weekend. Surgery not recommended. Cam had been frustrated and perplexed. Why isn't my foot getting better quickly enough for me to return after injuring it in the preseason? and then re-injuring it in those first two games prior to him stepping aside for Kyle Allen to take over. Well, dating the last year, remember, Allen is now 6-1 and one as the Panthers' starting quarterback, and he helped them put up 30 points against what was a top-five Titans defense and scoring defense. You heard the D.J. Moore play there. Curtis Samuel had the touchdown catch. Moore went over 100 yards receiving. Christian McCaffrey did his thing, and really – the defense was truly dominant. I know Tannehill got a couple of late scores, but Shaq Thompson, Luke Keekley, Eric Reed, and others, Riverboat Ron Rivera with some fun calls, including a fake punt on special teams in his own territory, where Colin Jones muscled out the final two yards to convert that first down and avoid a hairier situation after the Titans had cut it to 17-7. to That was from the Panthers' own 36-yard line. Some wonder if Ron Rivera is coaching for his job, this season we got a glimpse of the old riverboat run yesterday against the titans what was the best thing you saw what was the worst thing you saw anywhere in the sports universe and what made it that 1-800-849-2761 some of you want in on the florida state dismissal of willie taggart i will give you a crazy number as we come to your calls I've been covering college sports for 33 years. You ready for this? And I've covered a lot of coaching searches for a lot of schools, especially in football and men's basketball. This is a, a fun fact or a crazy fact or whatever you want to call it. For more than 40 years, Florida State never had to conduct a football coaching search. Not one time in more than four decades. That's longer than many of you have been alive Remember, Bobby Bowden was hired in 1976. Bobby Bowden coached all the way through 2009. At that point, they didn't have to have a coaching search because Jimbo Fisher was already the coach in waiting and Bobby Bowden's on-staff offensive coordinator with the understanding that whenever Bowden retired, Jimbo would get the head coaching job. Now, we won't revisit the turmoil of a decade ago where Bobby Bowden and his wife Ann thought they were pushed out the door unfairly, you know, at least a year too early, and it was not at all the end of what was otherwise a happy marriage. Those fences have been repaired for the most part in the decades since that happened. But Jimbo takes over. He wins the national championship as well. Bowden got two. Jimbo got his one in 2013. Jimbo leaves for Texas A&M. So Florida State, last football coaching search was 1976 in 2017 at the end of that season. Jimbo leaves for Texas, and they end up hiring Willie Taggart of Oregon. He had 
a somewhat shallow resume compared to what you'd expect one of the more prominent winning programs in college football to hire. But he had state of Florida roots. He did very good things at South Florida. He had an okay first season at Oregon out in Pac-12 country. But he called Florida State his dream job. I'm never happy that a guy loses his job, period. But when you lose your dream job, I mean, this is like a Taggart family that was wearing Seminoles gear back when Willie was a kid. He's joined us on the David Glenn Show multiple times. It's sad from that respect. Now, if I'm Florida State, did I see a whole lot of warning signs that suggested maybe he was not the right fit, even though he didn't even make it to the end of his second season. Seminoles, Seminoles trounced at home by rival Miami. Through the world of relativity, Albert Einstein gave it to us in one context. In the coaching context, it means something else. When Miami struggling, right, five-time national champion superpower whose glory days were as good as it gets, kind of like Florida State, right, Miami comes to town with a first-year head coach, Manny Diaz. Again, they've fallen from grace. They're trying to get back. Sounds a lot like Florida State. When Manny Diaz in his first year has his kids playing harder, playing smarter, and they put a whooping on you on your home field, and Willie Taggart's toward the end of his second year, that is not going to help his cause. When Scott Satterfield in one year at Louisville has changed the culture for the better, and Willie hasn't by the end of his second year, that, relatively speaking, is going to make you look even worse. Mac Brown doesn't even have a winning record right now. Tar Heels lost a close one to UVA Saturday night in Keenan Stadium. It's the Cavs in the driver's seat for the ACC Coastal title. But has Mac Brown changed the culture for the better in one year? No doubt about it. So the Florida State decision makers, who, by the way, no longer include the man who hired Willie Taggart. I'll tell you, there's not a long list of things that matter in your world and my world and the world of million-dollar coaches. That's one. I don't care if you're a waiter or waitress. I don't care if you're a sports radio host or a college football coach. When the person who saw something in you and went out of his or her way to hire you is no longer a part of the decision-making process, it does not help if you hit a rough patch or two. The guy who hired Willie Taggart at Florida State, former athletic director for the Seminoles, Stan Wilcox, actually never saw, I'll put it this way, took a job with the NCAA prior to ever seeing his hire, Willie Taggart, coach a game for the Seminoles. So that's a, that's a delicate start right out of the gate. That was last fall. Stan Wilcox takes a job with the NCAA. Willie Taggart's the brand-new coach he had hired the previous December after Jimbo left. After 40-plus years of no coaching searches at Florida State, they're now having their second in the last three years. That is the chaotic factoid of the day from a crazy sports world over the weekend that was. James in Greensboro actually has Willie Taggart on his mind, so let's go to there along with your best and worst of the weekend votes. Go right ahead, James. Yeah, I was just going to go ahead and say, you know, it's, it's in, the, in this era that we're living with the recruiting and thing, you kind of got to pull the trigger on him a little bit earlier. I mean, the bad thing is I don't even know the guy's name, and he's been there for two years. And that's a problem when you floor the state of Miami. When you don't know the coach's name, mm. that's pretty much that you, you're pretty much done with recruiting. That's pretty much all I got to say about that. Yeah, I, and I think as there is a debate when you don't even have two full seasons, are you being fair to the coach? In my opinion, and mine's not the only one, and it's certainly not the one that matters. Uh, in my opinion, there were so many red flags about Willie Taggart that 
this was un- more understandable than I would think when a guy hasn't even completed his second second year. And just let me elaborate on that really quickly. I mentioned other coaches changing cultures in their first year. That makes it look bad when Willie Taggart's nearing the end of year two and hasn't done that yet. Penalties and lack of discipline are directly traceable to a coaching staff. And there were times, did anybody hear Kirk Herbstreet this weekend on the call for, uh, for ABC talking about the Hurricane Seminoles matchup? He's like, these guys ought to join the UFC. They look more interested in starting fights than winning football games. I mean, seriously, like, there's a part of Florida State's glory days where they were so talented and so physically and mentally tough that they'd rip your heart out and show it to you. I mean, but, but it was the grit and the execution and the talent had to come before the intimidation factor. Under Willie Taggart, you had a lot of headhunters on defense, but they're like jumping off sides. They're getting targeting penalties. They're getting unsportsmanlike penalties. It's got to start with the grit and the determination and the attention to detail and the NFL talent the way it did under Bobby Bowden and for part of the time under Jimbo Fisher. And then you can worry about intimidating people. These Seminoles were off the rails when it came to penalties and discipline. Kirk Herbstreet was among the many that called him out for it. And when you see the same problems happening over and over late into year two, that's a pretty big sign that you didn't find the right guy. I agree with those who say two years is an awfully quick trigger finger for a coach in any sport, really. At schools where football is not front and center, at schools where the entire $100 million-plus athletic department is not mainly dependent on the success of football, as is definitely the case at Florida State, you might get more time to figure it out. Nobody needs to weep, by the way, for Willie Taggart. He gets about $18 million in buyout money as the Seminoles look for the next guy. I don't think the Seminoles are going to get some of the biggest names that you've heard out there. Bob Stoops' name was thrown around. Urban Meyer's name is always thrown around. That ain't going to happen. It'll be interesting to see whom they do get because it is still viewed as a good job. Just remember, for those wondering about the $18 million, athletic directors know how painful it can be to sign an $18 million check. They're also aware, though, Florida State Stadium seats about 80000 They have listed officially their lowest attendance in decades at about 50,000 and change. And if you actually just give it the eyeball test, it's probably 40,000. So you have a half-empty stadium for most of this year and last year. That's lost revenue. Sponsors not renewing is lost revenue. Season ticket holders not renewing is lost revenue. And according to Mark Schlebaugh of ESPN, they went to private donors and said, if you really want to see Willie Taggart fired, you got to, you know, it's kind of like passing the basket at church, right? You better throw not just your $20 bill in there. You better throw some jack in there, five figures, six figures, seven figures. They apparently collected $20 million when they made that church-like pass-the-basket call to Florida State football boosters. Now, the school has denied that the $20 million was raised exactly that way, but all these things are intertwined, and we all know it. And Florida State, not the richest university in major college football, nor the richest athletic department, would have had a trickier decision, of course, if they had not raised that $20 million as Willie Taggart has been sitting on the hot seat for some time. 
1-800-849-2761. That's how you get in for best or the worst of the weekend later. It's a Marty party on the other side. We'll talk Canes, but did you know that the Carolina Hurricanes owner and many key players attended the Carolina Panthers football win over the Titans in Charlotte yesterday. Jordan Martinook is on the injured list right now, but the Marty party never stops. How do hockey players and football players mix? Panthers rooted the Canes on last year during the playoffs. The Canes returned the favor this weekend in Charlotte. We'll find out Marty party style. Jordan Martinook joins us next on the David Glenn Show. He's the UVA head basketball coach, Tony Bennett. You always believed in us. I guess you were the wind beneath our wings. There you go. How's that? <laughs> Do we but, have uh, background music for right. that? That's right. That's Bette Midler. There we go. You are the wind Keep it right here on the David Glenn Show. To the David Glenn Show, Jordan Martinook of the Carolina Hurricanes, alternate captain on the injured list as we speak for hockey purposes, but part of the Marty party in Charlotte this weekend as your Panthers beat the Titans convincingly. Shout out to Christian McCaffrey and that defense for carrying much of the load there. The Carolina Hurricanes hockey players joined Canes owner Tom Dundon in supporting the Panthers the way the Panthers supported the Canes during their NHL playoff run last season. More on that story with the Marty Party. Mick Mixon, voice of the Panthers, will join us next hour. You can be with us right now with your vote, best or worst of the weekend. Jordan Martinook will join us shortly on that trip to Charlotte. The Canes split their games over the weekend. The Panthers, of course, got a much-needed victory to improve to five wins and three losses at the midpoint of the regular season. No good news for Cam Newton personally from the foot specialist in Green Bay, but Kyle Allen improved to 6-1 and one as the Panthers starter dating the last year and actually had a pretty good game against a strong Titans defense. Schedule tricky in the second half. You get to play the lowly Falcons twice, but you also have to deal with the likes of the New Orleans Saints and some trickier opponents the rest of the way. Ron Rivera with some big calls and Kyle Allen in that offense with some nice execution on the way to a 30-20 to victory over the Titans. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Let me go to Nick in Greenville. He's next on Best and Worst of the Weekend. Gary and Steve and Cindy and others want in as well. Nick, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, uh, I would say the best of the week this week was the Pirates almost upsetting Cincinnati. That was uh, impressive. They played, a, they played a great game. I can't, for those who don't know, 46-43 was the final, and I saw the Pirates with, what was it, a double-digit lead with uh, uh, in the fourth quarter, and it just got away against a Bearcats team that's that was ranked going into the weekend, number 17 in the nation. That's a credit to Mike Houston and his guys that they pushed the Bearcats all the way to the end. Um, I'd heard him say after the game, man, when you ask people to empty the effort bucket and pay attention to detail and show up for film study, even though your season has kind of gotten away a little bit, uh, and then they don't get the reward for it after playing so hard and mostly well, you know, that's just a devastating part of, of this game. So that was a great effort that came up just short for ECU football. That's right. It brings a lot of hope to our program uh, in the future as well. Um, I'd say the, the worst of the week would definitely be uh, Dave Dorn and the, the Wolfpack continuing to 
struggle against ACC play. It was really bad. I mean, there's just no way to put lipstick on that pig. State got crushed at Wake Forest. Just one number I'll give you, and then we'll revisit that there a little bit later. The 34-point margin of victory for Wake over NC State was the largest Deacons victory, margin of victory, over an ACC opponent at home since 1968. That's how badly the Wolfpack got stomped. Do you want me to go to Marty after the break or now? Jordan Martinuk, alternate captain for your Carolina Hurricanes. He is on the shelf injury-wise for a little while longer, but he joined team owner Tom Dundon and a bunch of his teammates in support of the Carolina Panthers as they beat Tennessee yesterday at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. The Marty Party. Jordan, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. When did the Marty Party logo first get attached to you? I mean, it is kind of <laughs> symbolic of your personality. And once again, yesterday, there you were in the middle of the party. Uh, was that like a childhood thing or something that uh, the media gave you during your hockey career? Uh, I don't know. I've always just been uh, somebody who like, tries to bring energy to anything I do. And um, I try to be smiling as much as I can and uh, just have a lot of good energy i guess to say but uh yeah i don't know it, it kind of just came about here uh i think some fans started it and then um then it kind of took off so um i guess we've got to thank the, the good people of raleigh and north carolina for giving giving it the full go ahead there <laughs> follow marty on twitter at MartyMan 17 we saw during your playoff run last year Luke Keekley was in the house supporting you. Christian McCaffrey was here. Ron Rivera, I think, sounded the siren one night. Uh, the owner, David Tepper, was somewhere in the building as well. So now, basically, you guys are returning the favor, right? Give us an idea, whether it's fantasy football or anything else. What's the NFL conversation like in an NHL locker room? How closely do you guys follow this sort of stuff? Well, we have a team fantasy fantasy league so um we're pretty uh we're pretty close in on that and um i i nfl is kind of on if, if we're not walk, watching the nhl network it's pretty much we're watching sports center and that's mainly nfl so um yeah i it, we're we, it, we definitely go over it daily we got a couple guys that do some sports betting so um, it's definitely it's definitely talked about a lot in our dressing room, and uh, it was cool to be there to see see those guys and be on the field field level just to see how how big they are. It's it's incredible. Among your responsibilities on the ice, I know, is if say Andre Svechnikov gets run at by somebody inappropriately, like when you're healthy, you got to step in. I heard, and he told us, he does not understand NFL football very well. For those who don't know, Andre Svechnikov is 19 years old, an amazing young talent for the Carolina Hurricanes that's on the hockey ice. He basically says that he doesn't know what's going on out there. Who, who was it that was coaching up Svech on how stuff works with the rules in the NFL? Well, the, I, he was kind of asking about, like, the point system, like how everything works. So I was <laughs> – I'm trying to explain it as best – I was – telling them kind of okay when they kick of kick it through the uprights then it's three points but only at, only if they don't score a touchdown <laughs> if they do score a touchdown it's one so um i think i might have just confused them even more when i was trying to explain it to him but he, he acted like he got it so that's that's all that matters hey the storm surge is back this year for the canes uh did you see dougie hamilton i know he was there in charlotte as well his like little kid happy face 
after getting the Halloween candy in his bucket? I mean, that's like Academy Award-level performance there by Dougie Hamilton. Who are the other best actors on the Canes team? Because it's a lot of folks are glad you guys kept the storm surge this year. Well, I, I felt like people were saying I was pretty good after the Holy Field. You were. Since you I, were. Dougie, Dougie goes and does that. I don't know. We might be uh, – we might be – going to the Oscars together so um, <laughs> yeah I know Dougie Dougie played it off really good uh, I think Ginner I will see Ginner do the knocking that was pretty good so um, yeah I don't know it's, when we do that it's all guys just if you want to have fun with it you have fun with it and some guys I don't know they, they get, they're a little more shy I yeah. guess but uh, you can definitely if you can bring your personality out I think that's what the fans want to see and they like seeing it so um, I don't know if we're going to be having having like the full-on surge every night, but we're definitely going to try and do it as much as we can. Jordan Martinook is joining us on the David Glenn Show, the Canes alternate captain. Uh, they're on the road at Philly tomorrow night. They are back at home on Thursday. I will see you there at PNC Arena. I think, correct me if I get any of these details wrong, I think it was Ginner that did the fantastic off-to-the-side-of-the-net soccer goalie pretend save when I think it was Jessica McDonald of the North Carolina Courage women's soccer team booting an actual soccer ball from the ice into the net. Uh, how, how many branches are this for you guys in terms of sort of just uh, the overlap where you get to meet a lot of cool – you mentioned your battle, quote-unquote, with Holofield last year in a boxing match. You had your Panthers trip. The Courage visited you guys. I imagine it just kind of keeps things new and different and fun, even though you know your job is to kind of put your nose to the grindstone and uh, win hockey games. Who else has been on that list in your two years here? Uh, yeah, we've, I don't know, just throughout last year and this year, just to be able to just have, obviously, the Panthers and then Holyfield and every, like, we, all the like, women's soccer team coming in, and then it kind of helps us, like, uh, and I guess with like uh, call it like college basketball being so big around here, yeah. we did a basketball one last that year. Was good. Uh, we did baseball with the, the the start of the baseball season or opening or spring training starting. So um, yeah, just it definitely gives us a, some help on stuff to do. And um, yeah, we try and if somebody's in the building that um, as if their sports their sport is being kind of shown off in our building, then. If we win the game, we kind of want to give thanks to them, I guess, in a way. So that's our way of thanking them for coming to watch us. And, um, yeah, it, it makes it a little easier because you know you got a theme night if, if a team's coming or a couple players are coming. One person that you and I have in common is Mike Maniscalco. And I wanted to ask you about him because – Hockey players in general, I mean, y'all, I've interviewed probably most of your team, and y'all are very user-friendly, very down-to-earth, very just accommodating to us in the media in a general way. But I know it becomes personal sometimes when somebody like Mike Maniscalco, who travels with you, had a really severe health scare. Uh, he happens to have a background in sports radio. I didn't know if you knew that. He's also one of the guest hosts for me when I'm out here on the David Glenn Show. Can you just share, you know, what that is like for you as a professional athlete? Because it feels like there was a lot of family being thrown around when you and others uh, reached out with kind words toward Mike as his recovery continues. Yeah, um, I the big rig is is one of the best I've ever I've ever dealt with. He's he's he truly cares about you. So that's I know he's got a job to do and he's got to interview you and do stuff like that. But he he wants every guy on our team to do good and all that. And 
um, it, when we heard, or I wasn't on the road with the team, so I didn't hear till the next day. Um, but when I heard it, it it really hits home because he's such a we we all care about him a lot. Um, to have uh, to for him to get back here and obviously get the surgery, and then the, you're kind of in that limbo period, waiting to hear if everything's going to come back okay. And um, he actually it wasn't cancerous, so then that was a big relief for everybody. And um, the boys are actually on the. I can't, they were on the road, and I stopped in to see him, and he cool. was in such good spirits. And um, yeah, he's uh, it's he, he really it was it, he put put he said it put a lot of things into perspective for him and stuff like that. And you never want to see anybody go through something like that, and especially somebody that's as close to us as he is. So um, we're so happy that Mike uh, is is going to be healthy. Obviously, I know he's still recovering right now, but everybody's super happy that it uh, it went the way it did. I only have time for about a 10-second answer, but we have to know, since you had surgery last month after that core muscle injury, which sounds really unpleasant, uh, still looking like early December return, or how's the timetable? Uh, I don't know. I kind of want to leave a little bit uh, for to be wanted for, for the people, but yeah, I'm just I'm trying, as, <laughs> trying as much, as hard as I can to get back, and um, it's one of those things that uh, I, I have kind of been dealing with since last year, so I don't want to really rush yeah. it. I want to take it take its time and make sure that it's it's uh, good to go before I get back out there. I don't. I want to be going out fully 100%. I don't want to have to yeah. do this ever again. So um, I don't know when it's gonna when it'll be, but uh, hopefully soon. Jordan Martinook, the Marty Party. Thanks for the time on the David Glenn Show. We're back after this. I made a reference to Mike Krzyzewski of Duke and his GOAT status. And I kid you not, I got angry emails. If I really wanted to insult somebody, I would include some kind of sentence about being in the leaping prairie chewing on grass. This is The David Glenn Show. Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, among others, on the best of the weekend list. Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James, too. Wolfpack football and more leading the worst of the weekend vote. Mick Mixon later, your call's next. Dean in Wilmington, you're up on the David Glenn Show. The NCAA book on violations to say sick Superman has trouble carrying. This is true. However, it's not buried into the small print in the back that you're not allowed to drive luxury cars that aren't yours, okay? <laughs> Keep it here on the David Glenn Show.